Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. This is your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and potentially with me is uh, co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard, but we'll see if we can get him to connect into here. We're on uh, our next version of uh, our live shows, our social distancing episodes, and uh, let's see if we can get connected to Shane. Just a second here. Uh, this week we are going to be doing sort of a separate together episode, I think. <laughs> and and Shade's actually just going to be listening, maybe. <laughs> Uh, but we are going to be covering uh, some of the newer things that <laughs> no, Shane, Shane's gone sideways into the show. Shane, are you there? It's trying to let you in, I think. Are you there? Hey, hey. Hey, you're there. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, pretty good. How's it going with you? It's going all right. <laughs> Now you're you're in the show like three different times now, so at oh, least am we I? Could, at least we we'll could hear you out. now. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll do whatever you need. We'll, we'll yeah. work this out. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what we'll see what happens. As I was uh, just saying, we may be doing kind of a separate together episode because uh, yeah, I'm not. But... I'm not sure uh, that we've completely connected on what we've seen, but um, yeah. We have, uh, at the very least, some some uh, fairly recent stuff uh, that that I've seen. Uh, there's two Netflix things actually: uh, the Willoughby's, which is uh, new to Netflix, and Extraction, which is new to Netflix. And then uh, also, it's not like new, new exactly, but uh, I managed to catch Underwater with Kristen Stewart. The kind of scary thing it's like new to uh you know video on demand and right and that and that sort of thing and um as far as uh other stuff it we're in kind of a weird limbo where uh you know nothing's new anymore so <laughs> <laughs> right we're just trying to figure out yeah stuff is uh being released somewhere right and uh right. and a and actually um there's a couple of uh kind of big TV things that are coming or have, you know, been out for a little bit that I wanted to talk about. Uh, one is that show Run, which is on uh, HBO yeah. and has Domhnall Gleeson, which is really cool. Yep. And there's no, there's another one uh, coming really soon uh, called Hollywood, which is a new Ryan Murphy uh, show that's also on Netflix. But, uh, but uh, it's a it's kind of a big deal it's a huge huge production to it actually and it's a series that looks back at hollywood you know in kind of the golden age and uh follows several young people trying to make it in hollywood and the crazy things that happen and uh, ultimately a lot of it's really goofy but it's kind of a fun show especially for ryan murphy which uh, I I have very little love for his shows anymore. Right, right. Uh, I was just going to say, you, you've lost your flavor for that after, I think, American uh, Horror Story Season 1. Maybe that's how far back it goes. 
you know, it goes back a while. I like the first couple of seasons of that. And then after that, man, everything he's done, I feel like just is so, I don't know, like weird vanity, believing his own press things going on. Every series of American Horror Story is more god awful than the last <laughs> it's yeah. like uh it's like everything that he does wrong now with america i mean you saw the the first season right. of that was pretty cool you liked the it's first great. season of that. i did yeah i thought it, i thought it was really fun and, and inventive and really i like the idea of a repertory theater kind of thing and eventually i mean i tease jj abrams a bit about this but more it fits ryan murphy i have yet to see somebody who walks around maybe Zack snyder who is basically the real life embodiment of Dave Chappelle's I'm Rick James bitch. You know, like he just walks <laughs> yeah. into a room and goes, I'm Ryan Murphy. This is what right. you're buying. And everyone's like, Oh my God, he's right. He is right. <laughs> yeah. and, and then it turns out to just be so good in a pitch. Maybe, maybe not even good in a pitch, but then it just kind of seems to go everywhere because without a narrative structure, it's better to just creep somebody out with strange, unpredictable things, which doesn't make good television, I guess. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know. Maybe. We might be in the minority. I know a lot of people really love all of his stuff. I'm just not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, he's uh, found a strange niche in a weird world, and now the world is even stranger, right? But um, right. because, like, with the American Horror Story series – uh, you know, every, every season at this point has worse ratings than the last. Um, yeah. And and every every next season finale is uh, the new lowest <laughs> right. lowest viewership show of the series. Yeah. And yet and yet it keeps getting renewed. It's um, it, it's partially, I think, because we're in this weird world of being able to sell stuff if it's niche enough you know you still make your money out of it if enough people are talking about it i don't know maybe you sell yeah. a lot of merchandise and it makes up for her yeah uh, I, 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 like i i don't know but it keeps getting renewed when it doesn't make any sense uh, right and and it's it's i think it's really funny to see a show like that uh, you know, a show keeps coming back like season after season, right? Every next season, it's going to hype its ratings. And right. American Horror Story doesn't. It just ignores its ratings. It doesn't talk about it. It just says, look, we're back <laughs> or whatever. Right. But it's smart enough to not talk about its ratings. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Um, but the But the new Hollywood show is kind of fun. And it has like a huge cast. And it's... Um, I don't know. It's like a serious-ish, like you know, dramedy kind of uh, craziness that yeah. happens back in the history of Hollywood, and uh, you know what it was uh, like. All these young actors and actresses have their own different stories that kind of converge because they're in Hollywood or whatever. Uh, but it is kind of an interesting look, and it's it's almost uh, willing to go along with the silliness you know what i yeah. mean like america right. like american american horror story could almost be good if it would just suddenly switch to like calling itself stupid like yeah. you know what i mean like right. yeah. like like understanding how goofy it is and going look this is just a goofy campy thing but it right. doesn't it it presents itself as being serious and this show is 
it's not campy really, but it's kind of, you know, tongue in cheek, like making fun of itself and okay with the fact that it's kind of silly. And so, yeah. you know, that's, that's a different thing. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what have, uh, what have you seen recently? I, you know, there's a couple things I think if we've seen, if we've seen anything similar lately, it's extraction. Um, okay, the, cool. Chris, the Chris Hemsworth film. I finally right. caught uh, the Robert Pattinson film High Life. And right. um, then there's been like a mishmash of odd TV choices that aren't totally different from the last one that I described. I'm not watching as much animated potty humor, but I feel like I've doubled down on watching more gardening and house flipping shows with my girlfriend. And, oh, God. Really, really, there's no need to weigh in on any of that stuff except to say we're still in love, we're still in the same house, and we're still together. So they're not right. that bad. But, <laughs> right, so it's... But, but, God damn, some of them, I mean, come on. But, you know, yeah. again, there's, there's, a whole, there's a whole other... It's really funny with, with what's happening with the shutdown and everybody hopefully staying safe, being smart. You know, there's all the time in the world to do any number of things. And that has strangely micromanaged the very few things that I'm able to do. I would think with all this time, I would have tons of things that I want to do and could do at any moment. And that is oddly not what is happening, at least. Yeah, you should. You should have learned to play the guitar by now. And yeah, uh, right. I should be you know. three different languages. I should be like, look, I'm going to give you my review and highlight but it's going to be in Swahili. So right. that's that, you know, but in a strange way, like having all the time in the world to, to see anything that I want and to catch up on all the things that I wanted has absolutely met a steadfast wall of me not being able to watch just about anything. Right. And, and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, again, the irony here is I've had all the time in the world to figure out why that is. And I've still got nowhere. So <laughs> not only am I not watching the stuff that I feel like I want to watch, which is not at all my girlfriend's fault. You know, I got plenty of time in the day before we decide to, to watch things together. It's just, oh, my God, there's so many things. But I managed to see I managed to see those things. I've got high aspirations to catch up on a few other films. You know, I don't know because I, I was trying to get into the show and we're, we're still trying to figure out the new tech. Um, I don't know if there was stuff that you wanted to talk about. Um, like you had mentioned maybe some news things like the, the trolls dust up or whatever, whatever you've got on your notepad is probably pretty good. I haven't seen, um, I haven't seen any of the HBO stuff yet, um, that you mentioned. And I don't know if you saw anything else beside extraction, um, which is actually sort of a strange movie to talk about if we get to it, but. <laughs> well, it's definitely a strange movie. Um, we should, I think, mention, especially it's it's uh, interesting how it ties into what we were talking about last time uh, with, uh, you know, theaters may not come back, but it is, right. uh, you know, the timely thing. It's uh, I find it just I find it fascinating and I find it bizarre. And I've had a lot of conversations, obviously, uh, about this whole universal thing. Um and I don't know, I don't know who would be listening to us and doesn't know about it, especially yeah. when you can't avoid the news anymore. But so uh, Trolls, the new Trolls movie came out uh, and so it's universal, um, but it came out on this uh, weird, you know, release where you can buy stuff uh, from, you know, several places where you can stream 
uh, new yeah. things like through, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever, you know, most of the right. streaming things on like, you know, Viewdo and Movies Anywhere and who knows, whatever you can, yeah. uh, you can uh, pay for like theatrical releases. So Trolls has been out for, I think, almost a month. I think um, so. <laughs> at this point, but Universal released a you know thing that uh, for its first three weeks it made a they made a hundred million on yeah on is- just on just doing that, which is really close to what Trolls made in its first three weeks. Yeah, um, I think it's off by like thirty million, but uh, you know, considering there are no theaters and everyone everyone has to do this uh, to watch it, Universal yeah. is really happy, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, that's so uh, close. And uh, they're like, "Hey, this is great!" And uh, I don't know whatever whatever cost they might also not incur because of not using theaters or what, you know, who knows, but uh, the bottom line, the bottom line is that they're really happy about it. And they came right out and said, Hey, you know, I think going forward, we're just going to release stuff at uh, this way and in theaters in theaters at the same time when theaters do come back, they're like, because why not like this works and you know, who cares? And so AMC was the first uh, big thing. AMC said, well, we're not going to ever have any Universal movies in our theaters anymore then. <laughs> right. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, the next day or something, you know, then Regal Cinemas said they weren't either. They, well, they didn't, yeah. say, they didn't say that exactly. They just said they are going to stick with their current, uh, you know, story like they're not changing anything right. uh, but studios that don't honor like a release window whatever deal has always been uh you yeah. know so amc tried to make it like it's a new thing like they distanced themselves from any previous thing like that and just said look we're not gonna have any universal movies uh no matter what actually even if they even if they don't right. do it that way, Doesn't whatever. Yeah. They just said they're not going to have universal movies. And so, you know, now everybody is uh, picking sides on, yeah. is it theaters or is it the studio? And and I just, I don't get it really. I don't understand, like, I don't understand the theaters at this point, right? Like the theaters have no money right now. And, right. and the, the theaters may not open no matter who does what, right? They right. may never right. come back. So I'm not really convinced that I understand the let's piss off all the studios <laughs> right now. Yeah. But uh, you know, for this, I don't know. Like, what difference does it make? I think really, like, uh, if if theaters open and a movie comes out and uh, they come out both, right? Some people are going to go to the theaters, and some people are going to pay twenty bucks to watch it at home, yeah. and. And the theaters might not get as many people, but now you're a theater and say, I'm not going to show any universal movies. <laughs> and so the people, so the people go, okay, so I have to stay home and watch it. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. like, what are you winning? I, the right. theater, the theaters, I think feel like they have some power that I don't understand them thinking that they have uh, like, yeah. 
is anyone really going to care if you know if in six months like trolls three comes out or something yeah (laughs) and and universal says you can watch it either and the theaters say no you can't what person is going to really care or who's going to lose out only the theater is going to lose out right (laughs) this is kind i mean it's not the same thing but you bring up i mean that's such a solid point Imagine if years ago, the music industry industry said, look, you're downloading too much music. If you don't stop, we're not going to release singles on cassette tapes anymore. And you're like, and you're like standing there and you're like, okay, (laughs) get what I want. And you're only shooting yourself. Like, I don't get it. But it's, I get, I get the intellectual argument. You know, somebody said, you know, wow, they just made almost all the money they would have made if we had gotten any percentage of it. And for people that aren't maybe fully in the know, you know, studios make like 80% of the money that any theater brings in for a film the first couple of weeks. And then it slowly peters down and the theater makes more and the studio makes less. But there's a, there's a parasitic relationship there. And that's why your popcorn is $10 because they've got to make enough in the beginning to cover what you might not do in the end. And well, now maybe it, and maybe if right. they don't see that money coming in, maybe they're just like, well, look, we're going to bet that light goes back exactly the way it did, and you're going to need us. But like you just said, Mark, I think Universal sits on its horse right now and just says, I think we just showed we don't need you. You know, right. maybe maybe right. not for Trolls, maybe for something like The Mummy 4. We would rather need you because no one's going to drop 20 on that to see it at home. But for something that kid friendly, you know, franchise built, like I don't, I don't know that that was the right line in the sand to make. Right. I, I guess we'll see. But it's really kind of silly that they were like, "How dare you?" You know, and this is the consequence. And they're like, "Okay." Well, well, it, you know, especially like right now, like why even make any statement right now? You're yeah. you're not you're not open. Why right. why don't why don't you see if you ever have a business at all left and see if people show up to it again and then make your statement or something. Yeah, I don't right. I, I don't know, but right now like Universal said it right now so they have to respond like right now. Like why do they have to respond right now? <laughs> you got me cra- you got me cracking up over this is so many analogies I want to make in metaphors. This is like if you're calling a girl and she doesn't return your calls and then you leave a message like, look, if you don't call me back, I'm going to stop calling. Like, <laughs> what is happening? I know. Like, who has the power? I, I don't, I, I don't just, know. It's, it's, it's so it's weird. So funny. It's so funny to me. And not, uh, and not, not only is that weird, but, uh, but AMC at this point, <laughs> at this point is in such a weird place because uh you know sure they have the most movie theaters right right but but almost everywhere they have a movie theater somebody else has a movie theater and yeah and and somebody else is good and somebody else is gonna go i'll show your movie yeah because couldn't they also like isn't the danger here if you're universal or any theater, or uh, excuse me, any any Hollywood studio, isn't the danger here giving you know AMC a bit too much um, belief in their own press? Because then what later stops them from saying, "Look, if you don't give us first run, and everybody else gets it the week after we do, we won't run any of your movies." Like where right, is the right. demands? When does the ransom note stop? You got to <laughs> right. just 
no matter what they say now, you're like, look, I don't care what you do. We can't give in to anything you say. Right. Because. Right. Now it's <laughs> now Universal is going to put something out that says uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Because you're, <laughs> you're trying, like, this is awesome. Because you're trying to blackmail us and then the next thing will be worse. Plus, right. it's it's such a weird thing, too, because, uh, you know, like we talked about last time, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about how theaters might not open yeah, uh, no matter what, because that we've figured out there's other ways to make move, make money off of this. Right. Like Netflix, yeah. Netflix makes really expensive movies. They don't charge yeah. anyone for them at any point. Right. right? <laughs> they make right. they make movies with huge budgets and they don't charge at all. And now, like, Disney is like, ah, eh, we'll just release Artemis Fowl straight to Disney Plus because, <laughs> yeah, like, right. All and then, like, all of this is like building and building and building. And uh, a bunch of movies that are pretty big are at, at best coming out with this video on demand thing. And now all of a sudden, the theater goes, look, we're in charge. And you're right. like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Like, like, sorry. Um, uh, it just uh, it just reminds me so much of the scene in Aliens. I mean, just because we're a movie podcast, I always think in terms of movies anyway. Bill Paxton is shooting at everything that moves. He's like, <laughs> you want some? Oh, you want some? How about you? You want some? And I just see Universal, you know, just standing in the corner watching them spin and shoot at every shadow that's moving, <laughs> you know, because AMC is like, we'll take everybody on. And you're like, look, maybe we'll talk once you've finished your tantrum and you've tired right. yourself out and had your nap. You know, but I mean, for the first for the first couple minutes when the story broke, I went, ooh, but I hadn't seen how much Trolls had made. Then when I saw how much Trolls made, I went, well, I mean, you're just posturing, but I mean, everybody right. can walk away and you're the only one, you know, peeing into the wind here. Like, there's nothing to stop them from just laughing at you on the way out. So, I mean, it's still, it's both, it's a, it's a car crash I can't look away from. I just wish people would calm down a bit, but maybe right. this is maybe this is more funny. You know what I mean? The longer it goes, it certainly seems like it has been. So, uh, yeah, I don't. And you know, the uh, I think the truly bizarre thing about it is that, like, the bigger a movie is, I feel like the less power the theaters have. Actually, yeah, like, exactly. The, the, the bigger the release, you know, if the new James Bond comes out or the new or, you know, like Black Widow comes out and and they yeah. decide to make it, you know, at home only, whether they're theaters or not, yeah. those movies are going to be fine. Just like right. trolls. Right. People are yeah. going to do it. People are going to, you know, pay to see it and they're they're going to get it. It's really like the smaller movies where the theaters maybe have some power because if it's like a, eh, I don't know if I want to see that or not. Now you don't want to pay twenty bucks to watch it, probably, right? right? And you're just right. gonna, and you're just gonna wait for whatever window to pass and it to come out somewhere else. Where if it's at the theater, you know, maybe you are more likely to see those smaller things. Even though that's a weird statement because <laughs> they don't make yeah. that much. They don't make that much money anyway when they do come right. out at theaters, like the smaller things. But even like things like you know, Bloodshot. Uh, is out right now where you can pay 20 bucks to see it. Right. And I feel yeah. like that, that movie's probably making, uh, you know, uh, that movie is probably taking a hit, right? Because I don't know that there are enough people who want to gamble their whole 20 bucks. Right. That's the, and yeah, it, that's it. 
and it's not like you can say, you know, it's not like <laughs> pay-per-view prize fight where you could say, everybody come over to my house and we'll all right. chip in, you know, because that's the whole point is you can't invite all right. your friends over to your house, right? Exactly. So, so those movies I think might be suffering and they might have, you know, in a different world, they'd be maybe doing a little better in theaters uh, yeah. because – you know, you could go with your friends or, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen, but it just seems like such a bizarre thing. It's such a weird take to just, and, and not only that, but I would, I would almost uh, even appreciate their position more, right. If they would taken a week (laughs) instead of like, instead of like 18 hours (laughs) to go, to go look, we, we have to just draw the line right now, right? Like, it's all—I love it. It's awesome. I mean, what what is it about right now that anyone has to make like a quick decision yeah. <laughs> and like and, and like uh, I don't know, like put it in writing and like nobody could, you know, take a week and go. Yeah. I don't know what what do we think about this or something. I don't know. This is this is such a weird time in the world too because I feel like my attention is nowhere specific so I'll watch anything you know forever you know this right. is like going downstairs and you know we have pets in the house and sometimes the cats get along and sometimes they're fighting in the kitchen and most of the time I just walk by them but every once in a while I'm like I guess I'll just spend two or three minutes and see how this plays out you know and I feel like I feel like right now this is like what I'm doing I'm like walking by something and I'm like I guess let's just watch this for a second. You know, I'm, I'm kind of I'm curious who's gonna what old lady's gonna hit the other with their bag and does one of them have a brick in there you know just right. like so like there's something so oddly compelling about this because I really am beyond amused and I mean just like you've said it's just in some really pragmatic way it doesn't make any sense for the theater to have done what it did but but I guess good, good going. Like you stood up for yourself. Good for you. Right. Let's see, right. let's see how that plays out. I don't know, man. It's, it's a riot. And and you know, especially like uh, this is going back to what we talked about before. Especially just because nobody knows how anything's going to play out, right? And you don't yeah. know. You don't know if it, are, are people going to be going to theaters like three months from now. You don't know. Yeah. Like people keep, you know. Now we're on this like. Uh, kind of kick where people are trying to get people to go out again and open everything right. back up. Right. Yeah, yeah. But so, you know, in a couple of weeks or in a month, you know, the theater say, Hey, look, we're open, but does anyone go? You still don't right. know if anyone's going to go just because the theater opens. Doesn't mean that you're going to have enough people who go, yeah, I'll, I'll roll the dice. Right. You just don't, you just don't know that people are going to actually show up. And now you're like trying to alienate different parts of your whole industry. It's so weird. Oh man. I mean, this is the story that just keeps getting me, but still I, I, yeah, I, I feel like it was, it was an easy one we had to bring up just because it, it also does, like you said in the beginning, it just continues a hypothetical that we had and it kind of, it doesn't mean that, all the theaters are going to profit from all their stuff because obviously they put out things that are loss leaders. But right. man, it's got to be—it's got to be such a good, confident step for them in uh, in a pandemic shutdown where they're like, "Well, people," because what you know what's inspiring to me aside from that quick thought is that people still want to see movies. The, right. the interesting thing right. here isn't—it shouldn't even be like earth-shattering to somebody because you know when people look at the. Re- 
uh, the data for like Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, what are people watching? Yeah, they're watching shows. They're watching Mrs. Maisel. They're watching whatever, you know, is, is interesting to them, but they're also watching movies. And right. just because we're shut down from theaters doesn't mean we don't want to see a movie and a, a new movie and we'll pay for it. Like, I don't necessarily want to pay 20 bucks for every film that I ever want to watch that I could have seen in the theater for like seven or eight. But I do like the idea that's that's reinforming an idea that I hope people like us still want to see films. And, and right, in that regard, right. it's only positive. So right. um, so that's good news. All right. Uh, so we should probably actually talk about a movie at some point. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. you, so so the. Uh, most recent thing basically is extraction. Um, and yeah. since you've seen it, um, but I do want to talk just real quick about the Willoughby's since you haven't seen it, but it's a yeah. new uh, animated movie on Netflix. Uh, and it's uh, based on the book by Lois Lowry, uh, you know, who's famous for the giver very and everything. And yeah. it's, yeah. it's, um, it's, it's like a very young crowd uh, book um, but it is it is like a bonkers story, and uh, but uh, so this is the uh, animated version. It's uh, these four kids who have like the world's most horrible parents, right? <laughs> They're right. Uh, um, and 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 it's 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 a very weird dynamic going in in the first place. But the, the like the parents basically like ignore the children and <laughs> don't want them around. They live in this mansion. Uh, the parents are only concerned with themselves and uh, the children basically, you know, kind of escape at a point and, uh, you know, a new baby like turns up, right? <laughs> like they, they find, they find a baby and, you know, they take it somewhere to get it away from their parents. And, you know, it's, it's so, it's like the Adams family to a certain extent, except if the parents were horrible, they're all crazy. <laughs> But it is a totally fun show, and uh, really? it, okay. it, it, it's really, really cool. It's just crazy and wild, and it, it, for people who have uh, read more than just The Giver, right? Right. Um, yeah. Lois Lowry, who's written tons of books, right? They are. She is like the the author version of uh, somebody who might be like your favorite director, right? Where they, they direct uh, in any genre, you know, no, no movie gives you any information about the next movie because they're doing totally different things all the time. And her, her books are like that. Like, you know, you read, you read the giver. That doesn't mean, you know, anything about other things that, she's written you know they're yeah. totally different like genres and and totally different like themes of what we're trying to talk about and this one is uh totally for kids it's wild and crazy uh it's you know kids will find it hilarious and it's just why there's you know the two youngest twins uh, so there's like an older brother and then like a somewhat younger sister right and then the two young two youngest ones are twins and they're called the Barnabies, right? And they're like indistinguishable. They're both of their names are Barnaby <laughs> like because their parents just, they got twins. They still wanted to only use one name, right? Cause they don't. That's care. cool. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's hilarious and it's kind of like goofy, zany, whatever, but kids will love it. So, um, 
uh, I gave I gave that one uh, nine. It's uh, it's wow. it's an awesome awesome it's an awesome awesome animated thing, and it's uh, you know it loses a little bit I would say because in the and I, I'm not overly familiar with the book right, but um, and I think it might even be a series of books, but it, the it loses a bit because the story at certain points kind of feels like disjointed, like we didn't want to film every scene that happens. So yeah. we just kind of pulled stuff out of the middle and now we're on to the next thing. Like we're not sure exactly how we got there. We didn't really build anything into moving the story in that direction. We just suddenly are there, you know? And right. so, so it loses a bit for that because it's, uh, it, it doesn't kind of come together perfectly, but still it's hilarious and a lot of fun. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's pretty high. That's my, that's my quick take on that. Yeah, it's it's cool. And it's one that, uh, you know, I'm sure in my house, right, we will probably watch that several times. So, uh, yeah, right. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, on to Extraction, since we've actually both seen that. Um, yeah, I wondered if you had uh, a I, to see it. Yeah, Extraction is it turned actually into a, a really weird one for me because uh, this is generally not my genre and yet it kind of almost is you know like things like born and even you know the first taken is okay uh i yeah. i liked it i liked it fairly well right i didn't love it but um but things like uh born there's a certain kind of action movie that this kind of falls into where I don't know, maybe it's kind of hit or miss, but I might love it or I might roll my eyes a lot at it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and this movie going in, I, I, maybe it's a low expectation thing. Right. But I expected to kind of hate this and I couldn't stop watching it. Like I was, yeah. I was actually pretty into it. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, it gets pretty goofy in parts. Um, the action is really pretty good. Mostly. Uh, I I'm not in love with kind of the camera badics that the movie is as in love with. Um, but at yeah. the end of the day, I, at the end of the day, I gave it a seven. It's, you know, yeah. like for what, for what it's trying to do, I thought it actually was surprisingly good. And like I said, maybe that's just because I had low expectations. So it's way better than my expectations. <laughs> right. Um, but it, you know, in the end, I kind of had fun with it. It, it, had some goofy parts and there are some parts where it slows down because it's like we have to slow down for a minute and i don't know that it does the you know best things it could do with those slowing down moments because it's i don't know it has kind of a weird idea of i don't know look this is like deep now or something <laughs> and you're like yeah. okay um but, you know, the action stuff is pretty good and uh, Hemsworth is good. And the little kid I thought was really good, except in there's one scene where I thought, uh, you know, they could have done it a couple more takes. But overall, um, I, I like the kid pretty well. And, uh, I, you know, I don't know. It just it strangely kind of had a hold on me. So I was, was into watching it. So. Was the scene you thought they could have done more takes when he, when, when they're like resting and he's asking him about his kid and his family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same. Yeah, because as soon as you said that, I'm like, I think that's the one. Like, that, yeah, when it, he's it uh, hurt, when he's like sitting in the back. bed. Yeah, when yeah. he's like sitting in the bed and starts asking him all these questions and stuff. And yeah, that uh, 
I don't know. It just didn't uh, didn't flow right for me, and I I, I feel like I, I feel like when they were shooting that scene, right, uh, they were really in love with the script, and they said all yeah. the words they were supposed to say, and so they said, "Well, then that's good," <laughs> you yeah, know. That's that what's on we, the page, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And we we could have maybe tried that again, I think, but yeah. It, you know, there's you. You just said something that made me think of it too. There are these moments where, instead of an action film, it wants to be kind of philosophical, and you know, it, it's hard to do that in any movie. It, it requires either the perfect amount of cheese or the perfect amount of like chutzpah, really. Like, it, it, you know, you can you can watch a great action film like Roadhouse. And if you edited out all the Zen crap that Dalton, you know, and Sam, had to <laughs> right, with, right. you know, like fighting, you know, pain don't hurt, you know, all this stuff with there, you know, basically just keep bar fighting, play, right. play music, show women dancing, show guys fighting, break bottles and keep repeating that for a couple hours. But no, let's take a minute and let's throw in some, you know, Zen in the art of like fist fighting. Right. And for some reason in, in Roadhouse, it works. And in other films, it just seems so weirdly deflating. Yeah, I I started to watch Extraction last night because uh, I thought we'd be able to do you know you would mention it and I thought I, I've seen it on Netflix I see it's ranking pretty high on Netflix and um, I think it's like the number two or three thing that's that's going right now so I was like all right and when at least on my service when when I fire up Netflix I'm scrolling through something if you leave it on it for a couple seconds it auto trailers itself like it shows some scenes yeah right okay um, I started I started to watch like the first three or four, you know, five second scenes. And I thought, oh man, this is, this is <laughs> right. not going to be, this is going to be a rough couple hours, but I will, I'll watch this. And I often don't try to do other things, you know, but I'm like, I might, I might do a couple quick emails in the middle of this and, you know, handle a couple internet things while I'm watching it. I, I fired it up. I start watching it and I, I didn't really, take away from the first 10 or 15 minutes. I gave it that and it hooked me. And it immediately felt to me like something, like this is old guy radio now. This immediately felt like something I would have seen at the video store in between right. the Avengers films. And I would have seen Chris Hemsworth on it. And I would have been like, when the hell did he do this? Cause he looks like Thor now. So this isn't like 10 years ago, first Chris Hemsworth film. This is like in between projects, Chris Hemsworth film. And I would have rented it and I would have come back with it and been like, holy shit, you guys, this is great. you got to recommend this to everybody. It's so right. fun and breezy. It's not like a 10. I would give it, I'd give it a seven and a half. You know, it does so many fun things surprisingly well. And maybe like you, maybe I was just surprised. Like I was just low expectation surprised, but I was really happy. I found watching it was kind of easy and effortless because it was just it wasn't trying so hard it was just oddly captivating right. and and there were definitely things going on here before i before i got to the end and i didn't really look at the credits i just knew hemsworth was in it you know i had no idea that joe russo was attached to this and he's you know he's a right. big player in the, all the avengers and, and marvel stuff and captain america stuff you know and i started looking at this and it feels it feels very john wick to me it, right. I'd have to re, I'd have to rewatch it too, Mark, because I can't wholly remember as much of it as I want, which in my mind means I blocked it out for a reason. But I actually came away from Extraction last night thinking it was better than John Wick Three. 
I wouldn't put this I wouldn't put this on par with John Wick or Jack Reacher or Taken right. as as a first installment because there's just something there's another spark to those movies, both with the story, the acting, the charisma, the casting, and the pacing that just make it so much more solid. But this is running a real close second place. It was so weirdly fun. And even in those, there's a couple drought moments where I'm like, okay, you guys got to pace it a little better. You got to reset. Now we have to let everybody bleed for a while. And then we're going to pick it up again. I kind of got, I kind of got a little annoyed with the camera work too, but as soon as I got annoyed with it, they did something else. And I was like, man, this is kind of, I, I don't know what the budget is, but it feels, it feels both low budget, innovative, but also medium budget, like artsy. And right. for some reason right. it just hit, it hit well with me. I, I, I was like, man, what a, what a great time. That was, that was really fun. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, the thing, I feel like the thing with this movie so I would say, uh, you know, I didn't love John Wick three that much. Uh, I was I was kind of yeah. disappointed with the third one, but uh, you know, I'm kind of in the same place. Like like you said, uh, those are kind of the action movies that we go to uh, yeah. with some regularity. Like, is it John Wick, Jack Reacher? You know, kind right. of material yeah. because we liked both of those. And, you know, I think the problem with this movie is uh, this movie is trying to distract you from the fairly stupid story (laughs) with all the stuff that's going on. So as soon as it like slows down, whenever it slows down, it's trying not to pay attention to its own story, right? Yeah. So when so when it slows down, it's like yeah. the ki- the kid a- is trying to connect with Hemsworth on some other level. Not we're trying to talk about what's actually happening in the story, um, which we haven't talked about at all. But basically, you've got um, yeah, right. We didn't. <laughs> you've got uh, <laughs> it, we're looking at we're looking at India and Bangladesh, right? And it's right. the it's the two biggest drug lords uh, in both of those places, and the one kids kidnaps the other one's kid uh, yeah. for for basically no reason that we, <laughs> that we uh, yeah, are that we are really given except <laughs> yeah. except except kind of to do it you know like right. to like to like flex your muscles or something at the yeah. other guy or whatever it is right yeah. and uh, so so the kid gets kidnapped the uh, the the drug lord whose kid gets kidnapped is in prison and we are basically down to his like you know his right hand man or his number one or whatever it is 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 going to you know be in charge of getting his kid back or whatever and he hires uh like chris hemworth's hemsworth's uh you know crew whoever right right, yeah to to go like extract him from uh place that's sort of impossible to extract someone from (laughs) right um and and not only that the 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 thing that is a little bit interesting uh about the movie and the way that it uh plays out is that getting the kid back is not that big a deal (laughs) it's right it's 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 not fun right Right. it's not but but getting getting him back is not the big deal it's getting out of the city where they are that is actually a big deal because the city itself is an island 
And right. so you can, you can only go across these bridges and how hard is it to block off a bunch of bridges? And the, right. the, uh, you know, the bad guy drug dealer, uh, which, you know, for me, that's also kind of an interesting thing. I wish they'd have done a, maybe a little bit more with it, but it's kind of cool that actually everyone's a bad guy, right? I mean, right. <laughs> there, yeah, there's right. no, it's not like the good guy's kid got kidnapped. It's just yeah. some other, some other bad guy's kid got kidnapped. So, I mean, that's an interesting thing they could have played with more. Um, but so the, the bad guy drug dealer, you know, he's got like the army in his pocket and the police and everything like, like he basically is completely in charge of this place. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so he can just, you know, send it's basically, we're like at war at one point, right? Because he's got, he's got everyone on his side. So he's got, you know, military and police and there's just infinite number of people for Chris Hemsworth to kill. Right. Um, But the uh, the the number one guy uh, of the good guy drug dealer, whatever, <laughs> he ends yeah. up he ends up trying to uh, you know flip his own script because he tries to double cross him so that he doesn't have to pay them. Like he's right. now that they've got him out, he shows up and he's just going to kill everyone and take the kid back, and uh, then right. he's gotten the kid back and doesn't have to pay them. Which I don't know. Quite frankly, seems weird. Anyway, right? It's just uh, it sounded good when you were pitching the movie or something, but I don't know that it played out that well. Yeah. Um, but in the in the end, the story is kind of dumb. I mean, it's like the movie does not want you to think too much about the story. It just wants right. you to go look. We're shooting. We're getting shot at. We're trying to get away. Yeah. Uh, we have to. We have to. At some point, we have to get help from somebody. We have right. this we have this really, really, I think, uh, horribly stupid uh, little plot bit where there's all these kids that the drug dealer, you know, the bad guy drug dealer has has these kids on his payroll who then go after Chris Hemsworth. And then, you know, the one the one kid suddenly suddenly becomes the uh, big bad guy because now he's at it's personal with him right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> because he made me feel bad or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. And then ultimately for me, the very, very end of the movie was a pretty big letdown. Uh, so that I think is where this movie uh, goes completely different, right? Is when this movie is slowing down and there's not action, this movie is trying to distract you from its own story. So yeah. that, so that's not going to be good, right? Where you have something like Jack Reacher or John Wick, right? When those movies slow down, they're trying to get you into its own story, right? right? They, they've right. got they've got a good story that they want you to invest yeah. in. And when we're not shooting or being shot or beating people up, and like you said, it's it in a way it's very similar to John Wick. It's got a very like you know, gun kata, <laughs> whatever yeah. dance of killing people that looks a lot like John Wick stuff, right? Like if you took like one scene out of this movie that was a fight scene and like you blurred everyone, right? And then just Mm -hmm. watch that scene, you'd go, oh, this is from the new John Wick, right? Because they, it's a very similar kind of fighting, kind of like close quarters, guns going off, shooting people like eight times because they've got bulletproof vests on. Like, oh yeah, uh, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of shooting people several times like in their bulletproof vest because it still hurts but right. then you still then you still have to go kill them after <laughs> because, right. yeah. because they're not dead yet you've just phased them or stunned them or whatever um but it has a lot of you know one of the things that i really liked about this movie uh just because no one ever does it really is that it tried to do different things with weapons you know yeah, it's like right it's yeah. like you're you're going into this situation for whatever reason right so he's got his big uh bulletproof vest you know armament holder thing yeah that uh, you know we're actually like using grenades and using like smoke canisters and you know using different guns for different things and you know whatever like it's uh we're actually at least trying to sort of pay attention to what's going on not just i don't know the prop department had this gun so this is your gun or whatever right. it's right and uh you know we uh it's also cool too because it takes advantage of the uh weird setting that it's supposed to be in uh, because we run through all these little apartment building uh, type things and we're going in and out of people's houses. But now you're surrounded by a swarm of cops who are trying to get you. And how do you actually get around? And, yeah. and you know, that was kind of interesting. It, at one point, it felt like we just had a new way to attach a camera to someone. <laughs> so So we wanted to take advantage of being able to do that. And some of like the parts where there's uh, cars and uh, the driving, the action scenes uh, where we were doing that, I thought were actually really cool. And they seemed a little bit more like they had somebody, uh, you know, on the team who was like, this is what you would do. Right. And they're like, oh, well, we'll try to get close to that. <laughs> like, we can't maybe really do that. Like, what would actually happen in this situation? Right. But but we'll actually try to listen to you and do something, right? There, there was a couple things where, you know, in that drive, the big driving scene when uh, Hemsworth and the kid, Obi, they're running through these like little streets and the camera work is such where, you know, it might be, it might also be like some really excellent effect work. Um, but there was a couple scenes there where Hemsworth is spinning cars around and it looks 100% like he's really doing all the driving. Like it was, right, it was, right. it was so noticeable. I'm like, you know, it's not unlike, you know, Tom Cruise famously loves to do his own stunts. Maybe, maybe Hemsworth took like this really awesome driving course. Maybe he's only pretending to drive and there's like a real stunt driver in the back, like right. tucked under. I don't know. But what I do know is I looked at it for a second and it registered with me. I'm like, holy, holy crap, he's really doing this. This is great. And right. it just elevated the scene a little bit more. You know, it's the difference between seeing Harrison Ford jumping out of something onto something else as Indiana Jones or seeing it cut and you're like, that's clearly his stunt guy. And it just right. breaks the narrative for a moment. You're like, that's really not happening. Um, I agree with I agree with everything you just said. You know, it, it reminded me in part, I don't know if you ever, I, I think you did. I think we've talked about it. I don't know if you ever saw the film from a few years ago, uh, Hardcore Henry. It was the first person action film. No. Do you, do you remember this? Hardcore Henry is interesting. It, 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 extraction has some stuff. It's basically if you strap a GoPro to the forehead of your action star and you never see their right. face, you just see them running and shooting and stabbing and jumping and killing. And, and it, it part of it reminds me of that. One of the things I really liked was that they addressed hand-to-hand -hand combat the way John Wick does gunfights. 
you know, right. it's very kinetic, very fast paced. Um, I did, I haven't, I've never read the graphic novel. I'm a little curious about it. The only thing, you know, like you said, really, they wanted to spend a bunch of time with uh, David Harbors, who's in it as this guy, Gus, and they've got this real big backstory and this weird, like, am I going to double cross you? Or are you going to double cross me kind of thing? Instead of delving really deeply into that, I just wanted them to explain why Hemsworth couldn't get Ovi to the edge. I know why they couldn't get him across the bridge, but why if his team could afford helicopters and like super guns, couldn't they just afford like some flippers and a snorkel? Right. And just get, uh, like, get him to the get him to the water's edge and we'll swim you under. Like I think I think you have to make that somehow addressable if you're gonna make me believe you're on an island. But okay, aside from all that, you know, still there's just the right amount of charisma and acting and action and violence and just fun layer after layer that isn't too deep because I think it recognized, like you said if we go deeper than we're really capable, we're going to be so transparent in what we're trying to be pretending we are, but we're really not. Let's just be what we are. So, right. Right. There, there are a lot of parts like that. Um, and we're getting like pretty close to, uh, yeah. an hour here and I, we might try to, I don't know, jump in on these other movies like real quick, but, um, there are a lot of parts, like I said, when the when it slows down, it's trying not to get you not to pay attention to its story, and it's trying to not let you think about things, right? And so, yeah. because if it if it gives you a minute and it looks too much at the water, right, or the bridge, yeah. then you're gonna think, Jesus, why didn't we just go one direction immediately and swim across, and then yeah, and right. and have them, uh, you know, run across with a boat real quick, or you know, whatever the hell is going. I mean, they had a boat plan uh, right. in the in the it. beginning, so and, stupid. And, and the boat plan fell apart because the guy who's on our side double crossed us and the whole thing, right. and we know that. But still, once you're like running. I don't know. It's not like five miles across the water, right? It's right. <laughs> it's 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 not the world's biggest bridge or anything. It's like they should address that. And there's other things too that happen where, you know, it doesn't want you to think too much about what's going on, especially because uh, certain things happen. Like we know when he connects with uh, with David Harbor's character, right? We know there's this backstory you know, his, uh, his handler, whatever, doesn't want to contact him in the first place and all this stuff. We know yeah. who these people are, what their and what their lives are like and what's going on and everything. And I'm thinking really Hemsworth just puts a bullet in him a lot sooner. Right. As yeah. like, like as right. soon as David Harbor starts going, well, you know, I was thinking bang, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you, you Chris, just said the wrong word. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Yeah knows right away when someone is about to like turn shit on him and he's not going to do it. And I feel like his character would have just turned him off well, earlier in the conversation, right? Like in a similar vein, I got to say this too, when you're the bad drug dealer. Okay. And you're looking, you're, you're trying to send a message. It's I, I disagree with you only because I love the cheesiness of it. I love the, the street kids shooting all the guns and going after them. But I think if you're the bad drug dealer, and the head street kid comes to me as he does in the film and he's got like, he's lopped off one of his fingers. I think instead of saying like, okay, keep your other hand, you're going to need it. You know, I'm going to give you a life lesson. I think I just shoot him right there too. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you are, you are too psycho. And I actually right. am now afraid of you. You right. are going to kill me 
and I've got to do this quick. So you're done. Like there's right. just nothing left here. I, I can't, I can't honor you. I'm not going to replace my general with you. I'm terribly frightened of you because of what you just did. And you're like 15. So I see the future. Die. Right. <laughs> right. Well, he doesn't do that. Like, I mean, you know, the movie does make some good choices. It, you know, I won't ruin the end. But the person who does like the most damage at the very end isn't the guy you think. And right. I, I like that in a way. I like that it kind of subverts a couple expectations. But it's still it's still because it's so gritty and real. I mean, this thing really wants to be John Wick in Sicario. So okay, right, right. kill the kid. Because that kid yeah. that kid's gonna be the end of you. So <laughs> Yeah. I think also um, just to actually cover as much of the movie as we can. The guy who's the bad guy drug dealer, I feel like he's miscast. Uh, Me too. I, I, oh, I did. God. I did not. They like roll up on the bad guy thing when we first introduce him, and they're like, "He's the leader of this like whole country's drug cartel and everything." And I'm like, "Nah, no, no he's no. not. No, he's not." His henchman is. His first yeah. henchman looks more like the leader. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. There's a, there's something weird, I think, going on in putting this movie together where uh, we were going to have to look at him a fair amount. So like he had to be pretty or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. know. I don't know what it was, but I'm like, that guy did not take over and and rules this whole country's drug network. Right. Like he does not look like anyone was ever scared of him. Yeah. At some at some point in his career, he you know someone put him down a long time ago. I don't know. It just he didn't right. feel like, and and like he wasn't scary. I don't know. He right. wasn't he wasn't scary <laughs> even in no menace. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, okay. So we uh, everybody should ahead. watch this. Like I no. I oh just, yeah, I yeah. That, I think that this is. And I don't know that I would even suggest watching like all of the trailer because as soon as I saw my trailer, it just shows Chris Hemsworth, which happens to be very early on in the movie, jumping off this huge precipice into the water. And I'm like, I know everything I need to know. Like, I don't need to see anything else. There's a danger if you watch the Netflix trailer that maybe something gets spoiled. I don't mean there's nothing to really spoil, but maybe something gets ruined. It's just much more fun going in blind and having fun if you're in an action mood mood. So. Right, right. And, um, you know, I think, too, for uh, if people are going to take our advice and check this out, uh, I, I guess you kind of touched on this a, a little bit. I don't know. But the beginning was not that great for me. Right. Like it is, yeah. uh, the, the first 10 minutes, I was kind of like going, eh, I mean, Uh-oh, the first the, yeah. fir- the first 10 minutes is trying to tell you all about this guy and like get into like we got all this like slowness in the entry where mm-hmm. we want we want you to like the character and stuff like that and i don't know it just wasn't working for me and then after like 15 minutes or something then yeah. it starts you know where it might have should have started i don't know it's then, Maybe, then right. it's then it starts and it's kind of hooks you you know but yeah yeah but it right does, it, it right will... oh sorry it just it relies on you liking thor you know, it's right, going to give right. you all the stuff that you don't need that is total 80s and 90s, early 90s, late 80s action filled tropes about who badasses are. You right. know, they're they're just like 
you know, sweating and they're not afraid of scorpions and death and women and just like, yeah, okay. And I can jump off buildings. (laughs) I get it. You know, everybody's afraid of you, but you're really dealing with demons. And if no one looks too hard, you're, you know, you're going to crush diamonds, you know, that kind of thing. But right. And and there's about 10 minutes it goes, it gets into a better space and it just doesn't, it just doesn't pull up anymore. It's really great. Right. And it's weird too, because it's like, if you watch the movie and then start watching it again, you would be like, yeah. uh, what? what like it's <laughs> like, like we, it's it's a, it's yeah. a very weird, different place from what happens. And you've got the part at the beginning where you know the girl says, "You're just trying to kill yourself," and you know you <laughs> right. if you <laughs> like if you rotate the chamber enough times, eventually, oh, finally, yeah, you'll get killed. Awful. And I'm like, oh, come on! <laughs> God, that's so bad. That's another one that needs to be just stricken somewhere. Uh, well, yeah, and and it doesn't so. really like come together anyway, right? Like no, it's it really not doesn't. it's not like that actually means something later. Uh, all right, well, so we were gonna try to get to these other movies. I will say, like, just really quick, like we won't talk about these at all. But um, underwater uh, with Kristen Stewart is. I gotta check this it, out. If you are really in the mood for a kind of horror thing that loves claustrophobia right okay yeah you you might really like this movie right um it's you know there's it it's like there's aliens except we're underwater right so they're not aliens they're they're just the creatures that live in the deep or whatever (laughs) but what but when you get to the point in this movie where there's about first of all it's way too long but when you get to where there's about 20 25 minutes left just turn off it's oh god that's awesome it's so stupid after that point. Wait, what but the you, movie, what would you give it? I, you know, I watched the end, so I would give this like a, oh, no. maybe like a three and a half. I mean, uh, it's okay. uh, there's, you know, it's it's not terrible, especially the beginning, the first hour of it, I really liked. Um, but it's like two hours and twenty minutes or something. It's horrendously oh, long. It's uh, the last 20. What would you have given it like before it, before it really like tanked itself? Was it at least five? Uh, you know, probably like before oh, okay. we get to so there's you know, there's the first hour to hour and a half, it's all really like we don't exactly see the creatures, like the creatures are out there, and we're you know, the thing is their underwater thing is collapsing and they have to escape anyway. Right. Whether there's creatures okay. or not. Right. Right. Yeah, um, right. But then there are creatures. Right. Um, and pe- and people are, people are getting killed and people get killed at certain points just because of the ex- escape. Right. Which is great. It has nothing to do with the creatures. It's just that we're in this horrible situation and we're trying to escape and people die. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, you know, it's nerve wracking and tense and it's, very claustrophobic and you know whatever if you're in the mood for that kind of thing it's pretty good if we if we didn't have the end uh it might even be more than it might be more like half hour 40 minutes at the end um yeah but if we if we didn't have that i would probably give it like five or six it's like wow. an interesting it's, it's an interesting story um okay. and it and it wouldn't be so bad even if there were the creatures like from the beginning right <laughs> yeah when we get to the end, there are other creatures, and then you just like at some point oh, the boy. movie is just like you have to roll your eyes. It's just bonkers. Right. It's all of a sudden it's a different movie, you know. Uh, it's, yeah. it's it's just a totally goofy thing. Um, 
but you know like i said if you're in the mood for that kind of thing it's it, it's not too bad up to a certain point and then it's really pretty stupid so <laughs> so uh it it actually like at first i was like i could see why Kristen stewart did this um because she's done a lot of really great movies in the last 10 years right yeah she's been she's been right. in a lot of really good stuff um and so at first i was like yeah i mean i could see this and then you get to the end and you're like did they not tell her the end <laughs> like before she signed on for this I don't know. yeah anyway wow Anyway, so that's pretty uh, awful. So uh, we should actually we should actually go at this point. Uh, yeah. We've gone we've gone over an hour, a few minutes, and uh, we thank everyone for tuning in. I do want to say real quick, I am finally kind of finishing up uh, my giant, insane uh, hundred movies of the decade extravaganza. Uh, right. So that so that will be up on the website in the next couple days, um, and it's got. Uh, I, I went through, I, I did it at first and then I went through and started putting like all of the links of where you can find all these movies to stream since everyone's stuck at home. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually get that out of it instead of having to search yourself for everything. But, uh, but so that will be out and it is, uh, it, it's got my full list, but as an ordered list, it's the top hundred. So check that out. And, nice. uh, bookmark that and find some things to watch while you're uh, stuck yeah, with you? <laughs> your all your all your gardening shows and stuff yeah, you right, can yeah. take a break from that for a while I love it. Uh, uh, all right so we should uh, get out of here thanks a lot for cool. tuning in and yeah, uh, we will be back again maybe next week depending on yeah. if uh, anything comes out yeah. uh, so check us out again at are you screening.com and we will see you next week See ya. Bye.